The Sacramento Kings have found their third point guard, a local product, Jordan Ford has taken the final two-way spot for the Sacramento Kings, his first NBA contract. And on today's Locked On Kings podcast, his head coach from Folsom High School joins me to talk about his journey right here on Locked On Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time, time. For another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all offseason long. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I'm a Sacramento sports anchor and reporter for ABC 10 News. And Jordan Ford getting the final two-way spot. This is something that we talked about months ago, right? This is something that I thought made the absolute most sense, especially with how well he performed in Summer League. But it goes beyond that. Jordan Ford spent all of last season as the starting point guard for the Stockton Kings. And the Stockton Kings run the exact same kind of style of offense or try to run the exact same style of offense as the Sacramento Kings do. It's the same organization. They're all an extension of of each other. So Jordan Ford is already, at least on the surface, pretty familiar with how the Sacramento Kings like to play basketball. Now, as a point guard, being a floor general, I would argue that that's maybe the most difficult two-way spot that you could have, a two-way point guard, because if you do get that opportunity, whenever that comes, you are expected to be able to fit and run that offense with limited playing time and limited experience before that point. Well, that's why the experience, I think, in Stockton, in this organization that Ford already has, has worked into his favor. He played very, very well during the summer league, not just showing that he could run the Kings offense, but at times showing that he could be a go-to scorer, someone who could uh, push the tempo, which we know the Sacramento Kings like to play fast. He could get his teammates involved. It just made sense for Jordan Ford to take that next step in the Kings organization, especially with this team lacking that third point guard. Now, technically, there are probably three ball handlers that are going to be ahead of Jordan Ford in the depth chart. That's De'Aaron Fox, of course. Malik Monk, I'd argue, is number two. Davion Mitchell is number three, even though technically we could say Davion Mitchell is the second point guard on the depth chart. That's where Jordan Ford becomes that third point guard, but likely he's not someone who's going to be playing unless, God forbid, there's injuries or if the Kings are on the right side, hopefully not wrong side, but the right side uh, of a blowout. That might be times that we'll see Jordan Ford play, but think back to last season, too opportunities for Matthew Della Vadova. At that time, the Kings really valued kind of the vet- veteran leadership that Della Vadova provided and maybe valued that more than what he actually gave on the floor. Well, now that veteran leadership is coming from other sources, like JaVale McGee, for example, that the Kings have added this offseason. So using that two-way spot to bring in a third point guard who, if he plays, great glass in case of emergency. He's a young player who can still grow, has high upside, can run your offense, can score if needed, can distribute. Like Jordan Ford, again, just to me, makes a ton of sense for that final two-way spot. Very glad that he got it. It's also awesome for him being a local product from uh, Folsom High School, uh, which is just east of Sacramento. He's a bulldog, which in that, if you're not familiar, like Folsom High School is one of the top uh, at like in the SFL league, which is like the top league, at least in our Sac Joaquin section here. Uh, Folsom is one of the top athletic schools just in our area. 
Uh, so he was the product of Folsom High School, and I had the opportunity to sit down with Folsom uh, men's basketball or boys basketball head coach Mike Wall, who also coached uh, Jordan when he was there in Folsom not too long ago. And I really enjoyed this conversation with Mike, giving us an idea of who Jordan is the person, who Jordan is the player, his development, his journey from even being a middle schooler all the way uh, through high school to college at St. Mary's and now in the G League to in the NBA or receiving his first NBA contract. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So without any further ado, sit right back, relax, and enjoy uh, this conversation, this chat, getting to know Jordan Ford a little bit more from his head coach, Mike Wall. So, Coach, first and foremost, what was your reaction when you saw and heard that not only was Jordan Ford continuing his NBA journey, but he was signing his first NBA contract as a two-way player for the Sacramento Kings? Um, it was a mix of relief and excitement and a feeling of he was, he was home. He got where he, he would had the, the journey he'd been on. He had finally reached uh, where he was going. And, uh, you know, when you've been part of that journey, it's, it's super exciting to, to see someone reach their goals and, and uh, to do it locally was just awesome. So I was just thrilled for him. What is Jordan like in, in the day-to-day -day grind? Because you don't get to the point that he's at, even with his NBA journey, you don't get to the point that he's at without grinding every day and facing probably some hardships and some tough times mentally and physically. So what is he like working through the day-to-day? Uh, Jordan has always been a grinder, uh, a worker, uh, a guy that saw the bigger picture, the one that just trusted the, trusted the process. And the process is very internal to Jordan. Uh, I, never, I always tell the story in sixth grade, he was at a basketball camp and he was the first one there because his parents had to go to work and, and I was setting up and he was overdoing uh, V-ups with two basketballs, which are kind of like sit-ups. and and working on his own. And there was nobody else in the gym but him. And that was kind of the typical, Jordan was gonna get his work in. He, he's got such a mature work ethic and he had it from grade school. And I think that's just carried him through uh, all this time to be able to get where he's at. Because when you have that kind of work ethic ingrained in you from when you're very, very young, you can just keep pushing through because those setbacks don't get to you. You just, they may get to you, but they drive him. They don't, they don't set him back. They drive him to work harder. The Kings have the advantage and have had the advantage of having him in their system down in Stockton now. He's still going to be jumping in between Stockton and, and time with the main roster. But what specifically is Jordan bringing the Sacramento Kings as a player? He's a guy that just makes everybody else better. I watched him this summer. I've watched him with St. Mary's. I've watched him with, with Clippers. He, he's a guy that everybody loves to play with. And two, two things, he delivers the ball on time. He pushes the ball down the court and puts pressure on the defense to take uh, him seriously, that he might go score. But what that does is it makes the defense collapse in and then leaves open shooters. Um, and then the other thing is when he gets it inside, he's such a good perimeter shooter that the, the bigs can go to work because they can't leave him. So. Also, he just is a guy that makes the right play. His, his turnover numbers are so, so low that he's getting, they're getting a shot almost every single possession. You don't have turnovers from the point guard position. You don't have, you know, he feeds the ball in the right spots. Shooters get it where they belong. Um, he's somebody that just gets the maximum out of his athletic potential and spreads that around with no agenda. Can you walk us through his journey through Folsom High School? Like, when did you first meet him and your first kind of impressions of him as a player? And then what did he grow into over his time as a Bulldog? Um, 
Well, I saw him as an eighth grader uh, up at Hardwood Palace playing with, with uh, some other guys who ended up playing uh, college basketball. And uh, he was always super crafty, super skilled, um, somebody who would make you go wow every time you watched him play. Um, I watched him a few times in eighth grade, and, and uh, he lived nearby Folsom, but um, he wasn't in our attendance area, but the, the, the dad um, had said, yeah, I think he wants to go to Folsom. And so we were like, watched him play and was incredibly impressed with all the things you see today. He, he's been the same type of player from grade school all the way to today. He just keeps working harder and harder at perfecting his craft. But when he got here, I'll never forget, he was an incoming freshman and I could tell he was gonna play varsity. And whenever you've got someone who's not part of the, the, the kids group that's here, he's from <clears throat> outside our attendance area, and he's coming in and he's a freshman who is not athletically uh, superior where he doesn't look like, oh my gosh, that guy's an incredible athlete. Uh, there's a little skepticism, like, hey, we're the, we're the seniors and the juniors, and this is our team, and who are you? And within about two weeks of playing open gym, he was getting picked first and second by the other varsity guys who wanted to win to stay on the court. And pretty soon it was like, you could tell the juniors and seniors were like, yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy that's going to help us win. And part of it was his talent, but part of it was Jordan just makes friends with everybody he comes into contact with. And over the course of his career here, Every time we would go somewhere, it's like he just has friends everywhere. No matter who, what team he's on, AAU team, the high school team, um, all-star team, or whatever, he's, he's somebody that people like to talk to, and, and he has got friends at everywhere. So um, that's just his personality, besides being a grinder, is just being a really uh, social person as well as uh, a great teammate. He's in a pretty unique position with Sacramento considering I think this is the first time in the short history of the two-way contract that the Kings have used that for a point guard, the point guard being the floor general, the extension right. of the coach, the leader on the floor. So there's almost added pressure, and you have to know more than maybe a, a typical other two-way player because if you're getting that playing time, you're almost given the keys. Right. How do you think he'll handle that as a, as a point guard and even as a leader and in a leadership role despite the fact that he's, again, going to be kind of bouncing between rosters? Well, um, I believe they run a very similar program between the Stockton Kings and the Sacramento Kings. And then with having two summer leagues now that he's played with the, the Kings, as well as working with Bobby Jackson back before he left, um, and his meticulous preparation for, for his craft, uh, I think he's going to do just fine. Um, this summer I watched him very impressive with the way he was running things. And... Uh, like I said, he's somebody that just prepares his craft so well as he can do ev anything and everything you need uh, because he's so well prepared that I think he's going to adapt really, really well. And with all this time now in training camp with working with De'Aaron and Davion and those guys and talking and, and again, uh, just being a great teammate, I, I have full confidence if he's out there, he's going to run the team the way the coach wants him to run the team. From his time as a Bulldog and when he graduated to St. Mary's and now uh, working with the Sacramento Kings organization, where have you seen like the most growth from him as a player? Um, I just think his, his, his speed that he's able to execute what he's doing and his, his, the quickness with which he, he fakes and, and gives little 
uh, liens and all the little minute details that get people off balance. Uh, you know, one of the things we stress, and I know St. Mary's does, and is that you want to attack weakness on the opponent. And he's not the biggest guy, he's not the tallest guy, he's not the strongest guy, he's not the fastest guy, but he's got such great uh, uh, instincts that he can get people to lean a little bit, get off balance a little bit, and through his skill, navigate the league. And that's just gotten better and better and better as he's moved up uh, levels. And I just get a lot of credit to the the Kings uh, coaching staff and developmental team, as well as the St. Mary's. Uh, you know, I really saw him uh, grow in his game when he was at St. Mary's as well. Quick pause here is to tell you about a great sponsor of the Locked on Kings podcast. I'm talking about FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That can be on the NFL football season that has finally gotten underway. Uh, that can be on really anything. And they offer so many different things from like spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. It's a deal that you don't want to turn down. And he here's the thing. There's no catch, right? It doesn't matter if you win or lose that first bet. You're getting those $200 in bonus bets no matter what. So if you win, you're already in the green. Use those $200 to get yourself further in the green. If you lose, then there's plenty of money there for you to make that money back and then some. Because FanDuel wants you to stick around and play. They don't want you to just go and, and bet on one thing, lose, and log off, deactivate your account, and never play again. They want you to stick around and enjoy the fun uh, that, that FanDuel can add to your already busy sports watching schedule. So give FanDuel a try. Take advantage of that incredible deal that they have going on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. And kick off the NFL season the right way. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Well, speaking of the Kings coaching staff, we're probably not going to see this unless we're let into practice or a camera catches them on the sideline. But the, the, that coach relationship between like Mike Brown and Mike Brown's staff and, and Jordan, how coachable is Jordan? Like how, how do you think he's going to approach whatever the Kings ask of him? Um, it was one of the most coachable players I ever had. And, and the thing is, you, you would tell him something and then he would take it and he would apply it and he would do it on his own. He wasn't just someone that would do it when he was in front of you. Um, and I think he's going to be the same way there. One suggestion, and it's like he'll devise a way to be able to do what you asked him to do, and he'll go and do it on his own. You know, he's somebody that does the homework without being asked to do the homework. Um, you know, and I think that over the last, you know, couple of years with the Kings organization, he's done that. And he, you don't hang around for two years and slug through the G League and then make the big club without having proven yourself. In other words, they have a full tryout. It's not like he wanted on an interview and they go, oh, we didn't get what we knew. They know him. And the fact that they brought him along after knowing him for that long tells you a lot about how impressed they were. He's spoken before about how cool it is to play in the Golden One Center, how cool it is to play for his hometown team to wear Kings purple and black. And, and I'm curious... When you knew him and when, when you worked with him, did he, was he openly like a Sacramento Kings fan and supported? Did oh, he ever yeah. talk about, like, I want to play for the Kings? You know, he didn't talk about playing for the Kings, but he was a big Kings fan. We, most of us were within the, the team just because it's our local team. And, and uh, you know, that's, it's a natural thing. But, yeah, he was a big Kings fan. And, and uh, I mean, I don't think he's a next step guy. He's very, I can compartmentalize goals. And so it's the next step. So when he was here, it was winning a championship. And then when he, when he got past that, it was, where am I going to go to college? And then from there, it was like, how am I going to win when I get to college? And then from there, it was, okay, how am I going to, you know, be the best I can be to get to the NBA? He doesn't get 
beyond himself he, as far as like where his goals are. It's the next step in front of me and I'm going to laser in on that until I get it. And that's part of how he's gotten where he's gotten because it could have been very discouraging if he started going in high school, I want to make the NBA. Because I'm sure there were a lot of steps along the way where he was cut or he was put to the G League or things, wasn't drafted, et cetera, et cetera, that would have knocked him off his path if it wasn't just, okay, turn to the next thing in front of me. And that's part of his strength is he's always the next thing in front of me. Um, there have been people that have doubted him at every single step along the way, there, as far as like the, he was going to make it to the next level. Um, and, you know, that's the mistake you make with him. And I have always said he'll make the next, whatever the next thing is, he'll figure out a way to get over it. And he, he's, you know, grinded his way to the, to the top of the, the pyramid. And if, you know, God forbid somebody was to go down, you know, I would have full confidence that he would be a successful member of the, of the, the roster to be able to win games. So. Well, I mean, he doesn't get even this far in the process if he doesn't show that he can be reliable. And I think mm -hmm. that's ultimately what the Kings are looking for from a, at, as of right now, like break glass in case of emergency point guard, someone right. who, again, knock on wood, anything happens to De'Aaron or Malik or Davion, someone who can come in and, again, take the keys from Mike Brown in that sense. In terms of reliability, like how would you describe Jordan Ford uh, when, when he played for you or just with what you've seen with him with, as just a reliable extension of a coaching staff or he'll do whatever is asked of him? Oh, yeah. He's, like I said, uh, I had him as my point guard for four years. So, I mean, I trusted him immensely, you know, and, and uh, when it was last shot or it was make a play or get it to the right guy, I mean, that's who I leaned on. And uh, it became very obvious as a freshman. He was all league as a freshman. And the league we were in was so good that he was the only non-senior in that league that was all league. And he was a freshman. Uh, and so he's, he's a guy that's going to do what you ask. And he, take, he just takes care of the ball, takes good shots, makes the right play. I mean, his, his basketball IQ is just off the charts. And when you're a backup point guard, and it, it, when he was the star, he made the shots he did because that was his job. But now as a backup, his job is going to be to spread the wealth because now his job is going to get those other guys more involved because he's not the star. Now he got somebody else who's above him. He'll take care of that. So uh, I remember even this summer, uh, they must have really been trying to see how Queda could carry the scoring load. And there was a game where the second half offense was get Queda the ball. And he got Queda the ball every single time. I mean, and then there was times where he was scoring like crazy, but that's, I'm sure, not what the coach, you know, the coaches were like, hey, go ahead and, you know, do your thing. And then they were like, hey, get Quay to the ball. Well, so now I'm not, I, that's not my job. I'm going to get Quay to the ball. So uh, attitude, enthusiasm, super positive, and going through this process is a humbling one. Uh, you know, he's had, I, I've watched a lot of games in the G League and, and different places. And uh, he's always got a positive attitude, always doing whatever the next thing is in front of him. Uh, doesn't, again, get caught up in all the mental uh, woe is me, I'm not playing as much, or I'm in the G League. No, he just does what he's got to do and stays positive. And that's part of the reason why he also makes so many friends different places, because he's a, he's a, he was a pro at freshman year of high school in, in his mind, you know, and that's, uh, it's carried him this way. And I always say habits is what carries you. And his habits from a very young age, and credit to his parents, uh, they developed those habits in him, that work ethic, that focus, that mindset in him at a young age, and it's carried him this whole way. And uh, they deserve a lot of credit just because 
it's beyond basketball. It's more mind, mindset and being driven and being able to cope with the ups and downs and adversity. I mean, he went through a real tough time his first year at St. Mary's uh, where he was out with uh, allergies that were causing him to lose weight and get sick all the time. And he ended up, I mean, in the hospital and it was really a tough uh, uh, time, but he got through that and he pushed through it. And he hardly played his freshman year. I mean, he hardly played at all at St. Mary's his freshman year. Again, he could have gotten discouraged, could have had an attitude, all transfer. I was a star and how I'm gonna, that's just not the way he's wired. You know, Our, his freshman year here, we went 12 and 15. And I don't think he lost 15 games in the last four years in, in junior high because he was always on a great team. His answer was get up at 5 a.m. and go work out at the gym with his dad so he could get better, even though he was already our best player. Uh, I mean, that's just, when you have that mindset that was developed you know, at such a young age before he even ever got to me, um, it's not, not shocking that he's been able to just keep moving forward all the time. A couple more for you, Coach. Uh, we've also seen, working with the Stockton Kings over the last year, he's been at a lot of community events. Seems like he's very community-oriented. Can you talk about that side of Jordan, like the, the off-the-court side? You kind of talked about already he makes friends with everybody, how he was raised and things like that. But, but what can fans and, and the organization expect from, from Jordan outside of the gym? Um, I mean, that's, that's what you're going to get. He's, uh, in fact, this last summer, he was, you know, doing the summer league and working out with the Kings and stuff. And, and uh, he worked out at a, a local gym that we used to work at. Uh, he worked out in high school. He went back to, to train during the off season. And uh, that trainer asked him if he would come talk to our guys. And, and he came down and, and was talking to our, our players about, you know, the importance of working out and the importance of nutrition and all the things that he had learned on his journey and what he learned in college and how that relates to what we do here at, at, at Folsom High School. Um, and, you know, he's going to make time for you if, if he can, and uh, he'll make time uh, whenever possible for, I'm sure, the community, um, you know, his friends, his family. His family's uh, extremely important to him and, and phenomenal people. And, and I'm just really happy for all of them. But uh, I'm sure you'll see a lot of, of Jordan around in Sacramento. Again, he's just a very uh, humble person. And when you're humble, you realize that you've been blessed. Uh, even though he's worked really hard for it, he's been blessed with, with his skill and, and that people look up to him. And he, he's comfortable in that and being able to uh, mentor people or young players and give them inspiration and things like that. So I think he's a great fit for Sacramento. Obviously, you know, your hometown, but any, if you went to another town, they would be able to benefit from all those types of, of uh, personal characteristics. Finally, Coach, I know you're in communication with him mm -hmm. consistently. You, you guys go uh, back and forth. But if, if you were either sitting here or if you were, like, what kind of message would you send to him or what would you want to say to him about reaching this, this next step of his career? Uh, just enjoy it and stay who you are. He's, uh, this is what got him here. And the thing is, like I said, I've known this, that he's the same kid as he was in sixth grade doing, doing V-ups on the, on the basketball court with nobody else in the gym. That's what got him here. And I, I don't, it's, it's ingrained in his personality and his, and his uh, those habits are what got him here. And just keep, keep grinding and, and there's gonna be more ups and downs and just ride them like you have and enjoy the, enjoy the process. This episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is also brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves 
and for their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers what's called the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to the medication that you need in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. It's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, Medicare, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. The key is you won't be caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Really enjoyed sitting down and chatting with Coach Wall about Jordan. I have had the opportunity to speak with Jordan before. Spoke with him a couple times uh, over last season with Stockton. Spoke with him a lot at Stockton Kings Media Day last season. We're going to get the opportunity to chat with him again at Sacramento Kings Media Day uh, this year. Looking forward to that. Plus, I'm just looking forward to seeing like how Jordan carves out a spot for himself. Like All those great things that you just heard Coach Wall talk about, what Jordan brings to the table. What is Jordan's role? Like, How does Jordan impact winning, even from a position of, supreme depth right ideally he's someone that is not going to see the floor pretty much or very much that's the harsh reality of the situation but it's true like ideally the kings are in a position where they're healthy enough to where they don't have to break that glass and don't have to use that uh, as an emergency but the practice time is not only going to be beneficial for jordan ford he gets to practice and be with the main squad uh, all season in that regard. He gets 50 games technically that he can suit up before that contract has to be converted, and he's not technically eligible for the playoffs unless that contract is converted into like a, a full NBA spot. But that practice time not only is going to be beneficial for Jordan to get to work with the top guys on the roster, that time is also where Jordan can make his teammates better, right? If Jordan is guarding De'Aaron Fox or Davion Mitchell or Malik Monk or whoever, if Jordan is going at them in practice, that's maybe his game opportunity. That's where he wants to excel. That's where he wants to shine and he wants to challenge his teammates and ultimately they will all make each other better. Is that what Jordan's primary role is? How much does Jordan learn from this coaching staff? How involved is he with Coach Mike Brown and some of the other, like Jordy Fernandez or uh, Luke Louts or whoever it may be, Trey Triano? Like, what does Jordan get out of this? It's going to be pretty much what he makes it. And I do look forward to the opportunity because he will get to play. There are going to be times where Jordan Ford will play. It's inevitable. What does he look like when he gets those opportunities? He already has the city behind him. He already has the fan base behind him being a local kid. And to get the opportunity to play for your hometown team, to suit up. And he's played in the Golden 1 Center already in the California Classic and with the G League Stockton Kings. But to be able to don an actual Kings jersey and suit up for the Sacramento Kings and play in a true Kings NBA game, that's something I certainly dreamed of, dreamed of as a kid growing up here in Sacramento. So he can all we can all kind of live our dream vicariously through him, and we're looking forward to seeing that. So best of luck to Jordan. Looking forward to chatting with him more uh, as the season gets closer. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mike Wall, and hope you will join me for a future episode of the Locked On Kings podcast. Until then, my name is Matt George. You've been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.